Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Joy and honor to be with you today. My good friend, Nick Hand, who is the director of our podcast, is with me today. Hello, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> taking, right. a, taking a coffee. drink of coffee. Uh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my brain working this morning. <laughs> well, Nick's got coffee. I've got Dr. Pepper, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Nectar of the Holy that's Spirit. That's right. That's it. right. Oh, praise God. Um, welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Um, Nick and I have been talking a little bit about prophecy and a lot of people are interested, very interested in prophecy and uh, making certain that you're hearing the right thing. Nick, uh, uh, have you had experiences? Uh, what, do you want, you want talk, what do you want to talk about? about you it? know, it's funny because I've grown up in church. So prophecy of is one of those things that either can make you real excited or really scared and want to run away. <laughs> I feel like as a pastor's kid, you might have experienced this being Oral Roberts' son. I feel like I was always a target for like... Not just like the good prophetic words, but some people just, everybody just felt like they had something that they needed to share with you, you know? Well, like, sometimes it's almost like wishful prophecy. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's start right there. What is, what is, what is, what is prophecy? What are you talking about when well, you're talking prophecy about? prophecy is the voice of God uh, coming through a human being. Uh, the gift of prophecy is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that Paul, the apostle, talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It is a sovereign, wonderful gifting that God gives to certain individuals. Hmm. There have been times in my life when God has given me prophetic words for people, but not very often. I am not a prophet. I am not called into the office of a prophet. I am an evangelist. Hmm. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I, I'm not a teacher, although I do teach from time to time. But I am a true evangelist. That's my calling. And I stay in my lane. And sometimes people... Uh, you know, they want to say something good, and so it's what I call wishful, wishful prophecy. Right. But, the, but the prophetic office is very, very real. Mm. And, of course, there have been some abuses. Right. We can talk about that if you want to. But, um, but you, can't, you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. So is, is prophecy, is it a telling of things to come, a telling of things that are, that this person shouldn't know like how do you how do you know like what is specifically the the prophetic or someone who well, operates in a that? prophet is someone uh, who is um, told by god what's coming mm. uh, the bible says in um, in the old testament that god does not reveal his secrets except to his prophets mm. so the secrets uh, from god come to the prophet and then the prophet shares the word with the people. And you find many, many examples of that throughout the word of God. And, uh, and great prophets of old. Samuel was a great prophet of old. Elijah, Elisha, uh, Isaiah, uh, and the, all the prophetic books in the Bible. Uh, Amos, uh, so many, uh, so many that are, that are in, in the word of God. And those prophets uh, did not, uh, the prophetic gifting, I should say, did not die out hmm. you know, when, when Jesus went to the cross. Or when the first century Christians were no longer living, right. it didn't it didn't uh, die out. It's still just as operative today as it was in Bible days. One thing that I've heard from people when it comes to talking about the prophetic, um, I've heard people. I don't know if it's because they are skeptical of it, but they'll say things like, you know, now that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, God can speak to each of us directly. So well, that's certainly true. So if that's true, what would be the need for the prophet if God could just tell you? Um, that's a very, very good question. Uh, I don't know that I have the answer to it. I know that God speaks to me about my own life, about my own ministry. And I also know that occasionally he speaks to me about others. 
Mm, yeah. And I, I, he operates different ways, and I can't tell him what to do or when to do or how to do it. He does it his way. Um, and prophecy has played an important role in my life. When I was 19, it was my father, Oral Roberts, who prophesied over me, saying that God was, was going to give me a healing ministry. Mm. And he said to me, I did not know that the healing anointing was on you as strong as it is. Now, I was, as I said, I was 19. I was not yet a Christian. Mm. I, got, I, I gave my heart to the Lord just a few moments after I got that prophetic word. I had been ill, and I was in the bed, and my father came to lay hands on me and pray. And as he stretched out his hand, he began to prophesy. And he said, I see you standing before kings and queens and presidents and prime ministers all over the world with great crowds. I see you in a tremendous healing ministry. Uh, well, I rolled out of bed and, and uh, he, first of all, he prayed for me and I was healed. Mm. And I rolled out of bed and got on my knees and gave my heart to Christ just two weeks before my 20th birthday. Wow. And uh, then it was uh, some years later uh, that I was prophesied over on a television program by uh, my good friend, Vicki Jameson, who's now in heaven. She wasn't my good friend then. <laughs> in fact, I thought she was a fake. But she came on that program that I was on and prophesied that I would have a word of knowledge ministry and a gifts of healing ministry, hmm. that I would speak. The power of God would come through my chest and through my voice. And when I speak, people would be healed. Well, every word that my father said and every word that Vicki said has come to pass. Wow. The word of knowledge operates very strong in my life. And we've had, over the past 15, 20 years, we've had, I guess, just a little under 200,000 testimonies of healings. Mm. And we, we're seeing cancer healings every, every week, uh, even through our television programs. And, uh, and as, I, as I travel... As we're making this podcast, I've just come home from a, from a preaching trip, and it looked like 25% of the audience came forward to give healing testimonies uh, when I prayed. And, and um, it's a word of knowledge ministry where God gives me a specific information about a healing. Yeah. And when I say it, somebody's healed. And then also the gifts of healing operate. When I speak, the power of God goes through my voice. And that was prophesied. And as I shared with you a moment ago, my father talked about kings and queens and presidents and prime ministers. I've laid hands on 35 heads of state mm. around the world in nations all over. I've been before kings. I've been before queens. I've been with ambassadors. Yeah. And as I said, I've laid hands on 35 heads of state. Uh, wow. And every, every prophetic word that my father gave and that Vicki Jameson gave some years later um, has come to pass. And a lot of times people think, well, I get a prophetic word, it's going to come to pass tomorrow. But that's not the case. Right. Sometimes there is a maturing time in your life. And there was a maturing time in my life because I was 19 the first time that I heard the prophetic word. And it took some years for me to, to grow in to a position uh, of maturity where I could receive that word and for it to be activated in my life. It's interesting because you said when you first heard of Vicki Jameson that you thought your first thought was that she was a fake. I did. I, I'd seen her on TV. I didn't like her. Uh, and she came on this program. We were on a, uh, on a on a TV program together, a talk show. And when she came out, I didn't know she was going to be the guest. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I got there and she was going to be the guest, I saw I, I was very uncomfortable. And when she came out on the set, uh, we're live that day on television. She came and sat next to me, and I was very uncomfortable because <laughs> I didn't know her, but I didn't yeah. like her. Yeah. I had prejudged her. Was it her style? Was it what she said? I, I just didn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she began to prophesy over me, and uh, there's no way on this earth she could have known 
what was in my heart, or she could not have known what my father prophesied over me. But she elaborated on it concerning the word of knowledge and the gifts of healing. And my father didn't elaborate like that, but she did. Yeah. And every prophetic word that she gave came to pass. And when the program was over, we went back into the little green room behind the set. And I said, Vicki, I owe you an apology. And she said, why? I said, because I didn't like you. Uh, and she started laughing. <laughs> and I said, Vicki, I misjudged you. I was wrong. Please forgive me. And uh, she and Lindsay and I uh, became great friends. And uh, in fact, uh, she, uh, she got married and I performed the wedding. Wow. Uh, and she went home to be with the Lord a few years ago. But she was a tremendous prophetess of God. It's funny because I, I do think there's a lot of skepticism from people just because of the nature of um, prophecy, maybe the, the abuses. How do, you know, how do you know if someone is a true prophet? How do you know if a prophecy is, is accurate? Well, first of all, check their track record. Mm. Um, in Bible days, uh, they handled it differently. If you were wrong, they took up, they picked up stones and killed you. Mm. <laughs> so you better know you were hearing God. <laughs> you better know. In Bible days, you better be uh, sure yeah. you were hearing from God. And yes, you're right. There have been abuses. Um, I was, um, I received a phone call from a pastor in Texas a few years ago. And he said, uh, can you come and close out my revival this, this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? And I said, uh, Pastor, what's, what's going on? He said, well... We had a young man here this week. I thought he had a prophetic gifting. And what he was doing was he was talking to people in the lobby of the church before the service and gaining information from them. And then when he got on the platform, he used that information he got from the people and acted like it was a prophetic word. Mm. And uh, uh, he said, when I caught him at it, uh, I gave him an offering and I sent him away. Wow. And he said... Uh, would you come and close out the revival? <laughs> uh, and a few months later, I was out visiting my dad. My dad was still living. And uh, uh, we were watching Christian television, and this young man came on the air. And my dad looked at the TV and said, Son, if you ever wanted to see a false prophet, there's one right there. Wow. He said, Would you please change the channel? Mm. Uh, there, there, there have been some abuses. There are some people out there that are fakes. Yeah, but not all, uh, not all are fakes. You know, there are some crooked lawyers, but that doesn't mean every lawyer is a crook. Right. There are some crooked doctors, but that doesn't mean every doctor is a crook. There are some crooked politicians, that doesn't mean every politician is a crook. And there are some false prophets. You're always going to have the false, along with the real, and that's why God has given us an ability to discern. And another way you can tell is when the prophetic word witnesses with your spirit. Mm. Meaning it, it resonates with something it you already know or it been resonates thinking, in you. It resonates in you. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you, if you're a Christian, then you have the Holy Spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit can show you if that's real or if it's not. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, a lot of uh, the real and I've seen some of the fake. It was uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin who prophesied that Lindsay and I would be married. He did it in front of 4,000 people. <laughs> so you better be right. And it was confirmed. <laughs> it was confirmed later uh, when I introduced Lindsay to my father. I wanted her to meet my dad. And uh, the first thing he said to her was, so this is Richard's bride. Mm. And we'd never talked to him about, about getting married. So I had a prophetic word through Kenneth Hagin, who was a trusted prophet. 
and through my own father, who operated often in the prophetic gifting. And uh, then it was, uh, it was Kenneth Copeland, who is another prophet of God, who prophesied that Lindsay and I would have children sooner than we thought. And it looked like we would never have children because Lindsay suffered from endometriosis and she had had three miscarriages and uh, there, there was no way we could have children. Uh, but he said, you will have children sooner than you think. And now we have three, as you know, three beautiful yeah. daughters. So uh, uh, I've had a prophetic influence in my life for many, many years. Yeah, what should should you ever when a prophetic word is given, like you talk about somebody prophesying that you and Lindsay are going to get married. For someone that may not already know that they're supposed to marry this person or not, sometimes that prophetic word can create pressure. Should you ever act out on pressure as the result of prophecy? I, I've never had a prophetic word cause pressure. I've, I've heard people say that. Uh, uh, here's how I handle it in my own life. I say, God is this word of you. Hmm. And I begin to pray. I begin to pray in the Spirit. And if I get an inner witness that this is the voice of God speaking to me, then I say, okay, God, only you can bring this to pass. I'm open. I'm willing. But you have to prepare the way. Mm. And then I sit back and, uh, and I wait for, for God to do what the prophetic word said he's going to do. Uh, when I know instantly that it's the right thing, I say, I begin to call it in. I think prophetic words have to be taken by faith. And oftentimes when I receive a word like that, I will say, okay, in the name of Jesus, I release my faith on that and I'm, I'm expecting it. I'm calling it in. I'm calling it into being. I'm doing that right now with several things that I'm not at liberty to discuss, uh, but I'm, I'm calling them in every day. Prophetic words given over me, over my family, over my children, and I'm calling those words in every day. Are all prophetic words positive? Uh, generally. Generally, uh, sometimes there is a word of caution, mm. you know. If it's prophetic, can you change it? If it's truly prophetic, like can you hear somebody prophesy something? Here's, here's an example. When I was about 14 years old, I remember being at a youth camp and this guy got up and prophesied over me. And at the time I was so young, I didn't know even what to do with it. But his prophetic word was like, oh gosh, it's, it's bad. God help him. Like, I, I just see a fire and it's not a good fire. It's a bad fire. And I remember, and then he kind of walked away. And I remember thinking, what do I do? What do I do with that? If, with its, whether it's accurate or not, I don't know what to do with that. If, if there's a word given of caution, is it for the purpose of prayer? Is it for the purpose? What do you do with Pro words that probably, you don't? Probably for the purpose of prayer. Uh -huh. uh, I've not had that happen to me, yeah. uh, but I have, I have heard uh, some uh, warnings that have come through prophecy. And uh, that's filled in the Bible as well. There are a lot of prophetic warnings in the Word of God. And uh, that certainly can happen. I've not had that happen to me, but I know people that that, ha that, that has happened to. And uh, they have, uh, those people have generally mended their ways mm -hmm. and, and made some changes in their life to avoid those things. Do you, is, it, is it best practice when you say you give it to God and say, God, if this is of you, you know, I can't make it happen, you'll bring it to pass, do you, is there ever a time that you make decisions based on the prophetic? Do you live your life by prophecy, or is it almost a confirmation of, of things to it's come? It's usually a confirmation. Um, for example, um, I, God spoke to me prophetically and told me he was going to send me to Zambia 
Zambia is form, former, formerly known as Southern Rhodesia in Southern Africa. Um, they, began, they gained their independence way back, I guess, in the 70s. It was Northern and Southern Rhodesia. Now it's Zimbabwe and Zambia. Uh, I beg your pardon, Zambia was Northern Rhodesia. Uh, Zimbabwe was Southern. But anyway, now it's Zambia and, and, and uh, uh, Zimbabwe are, are now the two nations that were known as Southern and Northern Rhodesia. Yeah. We'll get that right. Somebody <laughs> would call and say, you got that wrong. <laughs> I did get it wrong, but I got it right now. Uh, and the Lord spoke and, and said, I, I'm going to send you to Zambia. Well, I didn't know anybody in Zambia. I didn't know anyone who'd ever been to Zambia. Uh, in fact, I had to look on the map to make sure I knew where Zambia was. And, and so here's what I said to the Lord. Lord, if this is you, then I'm open, I'm ready. You're going to have to make it happen. I don't have a contact. And Lord, you know that you have generally sent me to nations where I have an invitation from the president or the prime minister. Mm. So I began praying and releasing my faith. Well, a few months went by, nothing happened, but I just, I said, I'm ready. And I was in uh, a nation, I was in, I was in Africa preaching in another nation when uh, at night in my hotel room, I got a phone call. And I was half asleep, and I, I leaned over in the bed and picked up the phone, and they said, is this Reverend Richard Roberts? I said, yes, it is. I said, this is Frederick Chaluba. I am the president of Zambia. Mm. And, of course, I was wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, I understand you're, you're in Africa now. Yes, I am. He said, would you be able to change your itinerary and stop by Zambia and visit with me? Wow. I said, well, certainly. So we made arrangements and we changed our flights. Instead of coming straight home, we flew through Zambia, wow. the capital city of Lusaka. And I stayed in the uh, presidential, uh, the, the guest home of the president wow. in, in, on the palace grounds. And the next day I met with him and with his wife and he gave me a presidential invitation to come back to Zambia for a crusade. And I did a few months later, we had tremendous crusades, big crowds, 30, 40,000 people a night. Lots of miracle healings. But that was a prophetic word that was spoken over me. And it happened, and the president himself called me. Mm. And I've had lots of things like that happen. Yeah. What, so what's the difference then between prophecy and fortune-telling? You see, I've seen these guys, I mean, sometimes they, they, they're seemingly accurate. What's the difference? Well, I don't know exactly how to answer that. I, I, don't, want, I don't want to offend anybody. But, you know, Satan has... Uh, Satan has some people out there in the world that he has uh, satanically anointed mm. to do certain things. Now, I believe the gifting comes from God, but some people use it in the wrong way. Mm. Uh, for example, uh, I once uh, knew a woman who had a very strong prophetic gifting, but she turned away from God and she began to use it uh, almost like sorcery mm. and uh, in, in other, other ways. It was a true gifting that God put in her because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Mm. So they work A person regardless. can have a gifting and not use it for God. Yeah. I don't believe that, that, uh, that Satan can create that, but he certainly can manipulate it. Yeah. And uh, there, you know, you talk about these 1-900 numbers and these fortune tellers, and, uh, uh, you know, that's what got King Saul in trouble. Because the prophet of God stopped speaking to Saul in his disobedience. And Saul, not knowing what to do, turned to a medium. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. And that's how he lost his throne. Right. 
Uh, and if you're you're listening today and you've been you've been dealing with someone uh, who's who's a part of the occult like that, then stay away from them. Right. Stay away. What would you what is the difference between when you get a word of knowledge and know something like that and the prophetic? Are are they similar? Is well, it, am I splitting hairs uh, here? No. Uh, a word of knowledge is 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 particularly current information. Mm. Whereas prophecy is pointing the way. Gotcha. For the future. Is it possible to experience more of the prophetic if you're not? Like, for example, having this conversation, people's interest may be piqued to say, you know what, I, I need to be more open to that. Can you invite it in more? Is it something that you can experience more? I don't know that you can invite it, uh-huh. but I think you can be open to it. Mm. Is it something you do through, you, do you ask God to? Uh, well, I, I'm, I generally say, Lord, I, I, need to hear, I need to hear from you. Uh. I need to hear from you. However you speak yes. to me, what, however you're going to get the message. And I'm not me telling you what to do, God. I'm just, I need to hear from you. Yeah. And I need to know it's you. Yeah. Why do you, <laughs> why do you think that people are so confused about the prophetic? Why is it one of those topics in this day and oh, age I, that I is like... Because they've seen a lot of abuse. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, that's, that is confusion that comes from Satan. Mm. If you look at the Bible, if, if, you look at, if you look at the figure of Samson in the Bible... Samson was the strength of Israel and also was a prophet because he saw what was coming. Yeah. Okay? So what did they do to him? Well, first, they cut his hair. His hair was a symbol of his strength. Okay? Yeah. And that's what Satan has tried to do with the church today, to sap the strength mm. of Christians. All right? What they do next? They gouged out his eyes so he couldn't see. Wow. And that's what Satan is trying to do in the church, to eliminate the prophetic voice so people won't know what's coming. Right. And then what they do next to him, they tied him up and had him walk in circles, grinding at the mill, round and round and round, going nowhere. And that's where many Christians are today. They're going around and around, and they don't have to seem, seem to have any purpose in their life. They don't know what, what they're doing or why they're doing it. Right. And they don't see a future. That's what Satan is trying to do to people. And that's why we must have the prophetic voice today. Right. We can't just have teaching and preaching. We've got to have the miraculous. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, before we wrap up, we've talked a lot about being a recipient of prophecy what about if you're someone who, you know, I kind of have this sense that I have a prophetic gift. How do you build confidence in a gift that people are so skeptical of? Well, you don't build confidence in the gift. You build confidence in the giver of the gift. Mm-hmm. And you say to the Lord, Lord, I see this. Is this of you? Do you want me to speak it? Now, that's what I do all the time when I get a word of knowledge. God, is this you? And do you want me to speak it out? And the first time it began happening, I made some mistakes. Yeah. And when I made a mistake, I said, God, I, I'm, I missed it. I'm sorry. Let, give me another chance. And, and through trial and error, this is now, you know, 40 years ago. I, I, uh, word of knowledge has, has come through me for more than 40 years now. Started back in 1980. Uh, and sure, I made some mistakes early on, but I got so tenderized, you might say, mm-hmm. to the voice of the Lord that I knew and I know. I knew then and I know now when God is speaking to me about a word of knowledge and when he's not. 
Yes. And, I, and I, I never do anything that's just me. And sometimes even today, when I get a, a very strong, unusual word, I, I say, God, now, are you sure you want me to say that? Mm. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. Uh, on that trip that I went to Zambia, yeah. the president, his wife, and I, and another minister who was traveling with me, all got down on, his, on our knees in the living room of the presidential home after lunch because the president was a uh, former pastor mm. and was a Christian, Mr. Chaluba. And we were praying, and that's when he invited me for a national crusade. Well, I was ready to go home and get myself uh, geared up for a few months to come back, you know. When all of a sudden, God gave me a word of knowledge about his wife. I'd never met his wife. I knew nothing about her physical condition. I did not know that she had a problem with her stomach. I knew nothing. I didn't know she'd had surgeries and it hadn't worked. And all of a sudden, uh, God said, tell her this. Well, I, I said, now, God, are you sure you want me to say this? Because it's Pretty wild. Yeah. And I, so I said, okay, I'll do it. I gave her uh, this word of knowledge. And the, the pastor who was traveling with me said, you know, don't, don't do that right now. <laughs> you know, don't mess up your crusade. Uh, but I said, well, the Lord's telling me to tell her this. So I, I did. And of course, she burst into tears. She said, there's no way you could have known. You described exactly what I've been through with the surgeries and everything. And it hasn't worked. And I laid hands on her and God healed her. Wow. And she confirmed it. When I came back for the crusade, she confirmed that she was completely healed. The doctor said the problem's completely gone. And, and I just make sure, God, is this really you? If it's you, okay, I'll do it. Talk about for a second, how do you move past missing it? Because I think a lot of people, when they, you talk about the times you were on, but I'm, have you had times when you were off? Um, I've not had times when I'm off. I might miss it a person or two. Mm -hmm. It might be, uh, I might look at someone and God speaks to me and it's, it's really for the person next to them, but that gotcha. hasn't, I haven't missed it by more than a foot or two. <laughs> you have uh, a good track and, right here. And um, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm always right. Right. But you know what? You, you, you said, how do you get past missing it? Well, have you ever made a mistake in your life? Mm. What do you do when you make a mistake? You, you, you repent and you, and you, and you try not to do that again. You know, you're not perfect. Only one perfect man ever lived and they killed him at 33. You're a human being. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Yeah. And uh, nobody's right 100%. Nobody in any walk of life. Right. But uh, I don't miss it much. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Good to know. If you like more information on uh, the prophetic, you can visit our website, richardroberts.org. We have lots of resources uh, for you there. Before we go, would you like to pray? Anything else? I here? would. Okay. Father, right now, I thank you that it's not by might or power, but it's by the Holy Spirit, the one called along to help us and to be in us. In his name, I pray over you, my friend. I rebuke every sickness and disease. I command Satan to loose his grip off of your life. My, I feel that when I pray. And I pray for the power of God to touch you and bring healing in your life, in every area of your life. Through Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining me today on Expect a Miracle Podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye for now. Text giving is now available. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. Your generosity makes a difference.